0: is such a classic. Yeah. But uh, Jacques Brel wrote uh, "Man of the Mountains." Actually, he starred in it, right. and uh, and uh, and this is actually a French song that was translated very well. Right. Uh, but it's interesting taking taking song when uh, I, I guess putting it in a different language. You you then have the the, the constraint of the music, sure. that probably makes it uh, more difficult. Uh-huh,
1: too many words, too few words, and making sure things sound like they go together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me about Christmas carols in France during your growing up years. Uh, well,
0: you have all the traditional Petit Papa Noel, Little uh, Father Christmas, uh, which is probably one of the, 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 the m- most known songs because it, again, is something that I remember singing when I was a kid. It's something that uh, uh, every album, a Christmas album that, that any recording artist will put together, that mm-hmm. song will be there. And there were there were uh, artists that was one of my parents' favorite artist uh probably uh, i would say maybe contemporary of uh, of sinatra maybe a bit, yeah probably uh and he came from corsica and his name was Tino rossi uh-huh. and he was very 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 uh, famous and uh and uh he had that 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 uh mediterranean uh accent and uh, and uh, uh you know with all the sound coming out of the the the, the his way of speaking and his way of singing uh, petit papa noel was probably one of the uh most popular Children's
1: songs did you have children's uh, songs that were specifically written for children
0: well <clears throat> uh, probably yeah because I, I think most of the most of the song uh, probably are either derived from uh, from uh, Christian or let's say from church song that have to do with Christmas that I probably go uh, in in uh, everyday life mm-hmm. or i I think you probably have melody or song written for for children more like uh, lullaby or things like that, that we have to do with Christmas, I think.
1: Got it. We have, for example, and, and you know this with your girls growing up, we've got things like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman, and they are clearly directed at children. Mm-hmm. They've got magical stories that go along with them. So that's why I was asking if you had something...
0: Similar in in France. Yeah, uh, yeah, that guy with the red nose. we have the same one. (laughs) He (laughs) He he lived in a wine country, I think, and (laughs)
1: and that's why his (laughs) nose is red.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, we we have the... yeah probably. um, What is interesting? I mean, because I've been gone a long time, and um, and if I'm going to listen to a song, then I may make the parallel to uh, uh, to the French one or maybe German or whatever, but. I guess now those songs are more in English for me because of singing them to my daughters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Frosty. Uh, I think we have something like that. But yeah, I could. I'm, I'm pretty sure we, we must have something similar because more. I think most of those songs. Where probably are a few hundred years old anyway, mm-hmm. and 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 probably are growing because they, they probably more or less come out of uh, probably some tales, uh, or old or, or, you know old stories and yeah. uh, and so I'm, I'm pretty sure they just uh, evolve and get modernized a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have anything in your Christmases today that you brought from France? For example, some of the traditional foods. Yeah, uh, you know, like
0: for me, Christmas Eve is is more important than Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's it's uh, uh, I've been married. Uh, I am I'm newlywed, uh, only 27 years now. Uh, but we always had a Christmas Eve dinner uh, and Jill and I lived in, in a few different countries and, uh, and working in hotels where you have a lot of uh, expatriate or a lot of uh, maybe single people people who don't have families and uh, our home always or most of the time was where uh, Christmas was there was a Christmas dinner Mm -hmm. uh, for either people who who were transient I mean I'm not talking transient with the the, uh, shopping cart I'm talking Mm -hmm. transient because they they were they were maybe working for Hilton or just arrived in the in town Mm -hmm. working with us and uh, and I remember we we always we are always the place where where there's always something a Christmas Eve dinner with a big table and and uh, and, and making a nice dinner and mm-hmm. bringing people together. we we, we always doing that. One, one year actually, Julia, with my youngest daughter, is fourteen years old, was doing a scrapbook for for school uh, with bringing the two families, basically uh, my side and and my wife's side. Uh, with the you know the, the ancestors and, and, and everybody and uh, and uh, she was writing stories you know pertaining to our family and uh, and one of the the, the stories she, she wrote about was one of the Christmas that didn't take place uh, because she was she had a cold let's say on the 22nd or 23rd and she was not feeling well and by the 24th, she was feeling well but we were all sick <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and, and and she was saying you know she was excited on the 25th to open a present but everybody was sick, was sick that we had to postpone
1: <laughs> oh gosh she was fine but she had shared everything with you
0: so, yes yes yep. so she wrote that at school she got an 86 only she was not very happy
1: she got an 86 on that paper
0: uh, instead of 100
1: yeah oh, boy I would have given her a hundred Tell me what your mother talked to you about today that we should have talked about or that I should have asked about.
0: Uh, well, we had everything ready, and uh, this we're going to talk about the food and everything. But things thing that, we're, that, we're, uh, that we talked about this morning, again, my mother was born in 1925, so she is... Uh, if anybody can count fast, she she 76 she's, or 77, no, 80, 86. 86. 86, 86. Sorry. Yeah, someone has a calculator.
1: Yeah, more than a the brain yeah. here.
0: <laughs> and um, so we were we were talking, and 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 for her, obviously, it goes over more years. And, and for me, it's probably simpler because I uh, have the time that we were living in Guerpons, that village, and then the time we were living in the Beaujolais and stuff. So, so probably for me, it's easier in a the, in the period, and I'm also younger than her. Uh, but wh- we were talking about again the, 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 the stove, and uh, because we were talking about the, the tangerine, putting the tangerine on the stove, and. And, and cooking and uh, oh yeah we were talking about chestnuts the, to put around uh, the turkey mm-hmm. and uh, and the chestnut uh, you serve it more as a vegetable much more than putting it in the stuffing and uh, so the, the we were talking about you can eat uh, boil them, or cook them in the oven, or on stove top. Uh, you just make a little indentation in the on the uh, the skin so it doesn't pop. So we were talking about. She was saying that well, her mother used to cook them in the oven, and, and I said, well, uh, what temperature? And then we said, well, the, the oven didn't really have a temperature because you put the wood in the in the stove and it heats your 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 oven. So your oven is always on basically. Then we were talking about that the you kept the oven door open when you were cold and so and we were talking she said oh yeah for example when you came back from the field and you were cold and your feet were very cold you took a a chair and uh, another chair and you put your feet in front of the uh, oven door open and uh, so therefore that was very interesting and uh, we were talking also in the stove i mean in the in the in the oven we had uh, five bricks you know those red bricks uh-huh. and that's how you, you you were heating up your bed oh because, okay because the, the and 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 i'm i'm only from 1953 okay i'm not as old as i sound um, but basically you had the you had the, the heating in the kitchen, uh, which was also the living room and everything, but the, the in the rooms you usually don't didn't have uh, heating. And so what you had, you took that break or you, you, your parents or whatever took that break, wrapped it in newspaper and put it basically in the middle of so, sorry my wife calling <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> sure. Hi.
1: You want to introduce our special guest, Patricia Penelowox, and we give her name. That's right. G- we are, are talking with Marcelle Brignet, who is the chef-owner of Colors Gourmet Pizza in Vista, California. But Marcelle was born and grew up, spent his growing up years in France. And we are recording this. It is December 21st right now, so you can't call in and ask him questions, but you can email me and I'll give the email address later. Yeah, so I'll have his recipe book about how to make pizza to anybody out there.
0: The right. <laughs> <you're deeper laughs> uh, pizza recipes uh, and anything associated with it. Especially if you run the kitchen of the local Ritz-Carlton and you you want to have the best pizza for your customer. Hey. No, <laughs> that, that was my five second of.
1: Um, <laughs> uh, we can be, do that, but we were talking about wrapping the brick in yes, newspaper. And but, but it was so hot, didn't it? Wasn't well, that the, kind of a danger? No, no, no.
0: The, the, basically, let's, let's imagine you went to bed at nine o'clock. Uh-huh. The, you would put the brick in the bed around probably ish or something uh-huh. but you will put uh, you you did put the br- I, I, I just learned maybe remind remi- uh, was reminder today or learned that the you put the the brick was put basically in the middle of the bed where like more or less where your kidney were because okay. Remember, in old days, the back was something, when people were working in the field, that's where usually you get uh, ah, rain yeah. and and the heat on your, on your back, uh, with the kidney area, uh, that's where you put the brick to heat it up, mm-hmm. and then when you went to your bed, the brick was pushed to the bottom of the bed for your feet. For your feet. But then the, the, the way your back laid was hot.
1: How interesting. What was the temperature in the wintertime? Mm-hmm.
0: East of France is cold. How
1: it, cold is cold?
0: Uh, well, they have different degrees there, and I, I can't remember them. But um, I mean, it was not cold a la Michigan, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. But um, it, it was cold. It was cold uh, uh, probably in the morning. It was definitely uh, ice on the road. And, uh, oh. and uh, yeah. That, the, that's cold. Yes. Um, <laughs> Not like normal people in Florida and California. <laughs> not
1: in Southern California. You and Walden are in the toasty area of the country. Let me ask you this. When you were seven eight years old in France, that would be about 1960, yes. would you still see the scars of World War II? I mean, would there still be a lot of buildings not rebuilt? Would there still be, you know... Uh... Uh, yes.
0: Uh-huh. Yes. We, uh, w- there's a few things I remember, for example... Uh, after, the, after the, the war and for the longest time, there were uh, uh, American forces stationed in, in Europe, and uh, the east of France being basically the buffer close to, uh, to Germany, uh, there were quite a few military camps. And, um, and when you see in the movies, you know, that the, 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 the truck are going through the village and the, the GI are throwing, you know, chewing gum or whatever to the kids, mm-hmm. I was one of the kids who got the chewing gum. Ah, oh. yeah, yeah. Another thing later on, when I went to um, uh, uh, summer camp,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, I was raised Protestant, and uh, so we went to a, a church camp. In Alsace, actually. And uh, in, in that camp, there were a lot of kids from, uh, from uh, American kids from uh, um, uh, military. And what I remember the most about young American ladies when I was 10 years old is that we would exchange toothpaste because your toothpaste or the toothpaste of the U.S. tasted more like bubble gum than ours. Wow.
1: Oh, what fun is that
0: story? <laughs> I, I, that's probably what I told Jill when I met her, and that's. <laughs> Could I have
1: your toothpaste?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, the reason the reason she chose me uh, over all the other people is that I was the only one who was able, in a New York kitchen, a tiny kitchen, you know, with just a tiny stove, uh-huh. to make beautiful pork chop and mashed potatoes. Ah, <laughs> if okay. I didn't know how to do that in a tiny stove in New York.
1: Okay. I would never, never want to halt. That, you know, that's a very American dinner, pork chops mm-hmm. and, and uh, mashed potatoes. When you came to this country, how difficult or how easy was it for you to slide into the different foods that we just have on a day-to-day basis?
0: Uh, well... Maybe what is a bit different with uh, compared to some of my colleagues, you know, that maybe arrive uh, from France, brought in the U.S. by some chefs, or uh, I was brought in the U.S. by Marriott Hotels, but out of Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. So before coming to the U.S., I left France in 1972. Uh, going to work in Germany and I arrived in the U.S. in 82 and so in the ten years between between leaving France and getting to the U.S. uh, I think I worked in France maybe a year, year and a half, something like that but uh, the rest of the time was uh, in Germany, in England, in Saudi, in Iran, a bunch of different places so uh, living as an expatriate uh, in, in hotels around the world Prepares you uh, to be maybe a bit more cosmopolitan, not com- but maybe more open. Uh-huh, more uh, and and the, the, the thing also to, to remember is that the, the, the hotel industry, the large hotels, are still managed uh, in an American way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the reason I came to the U.S. with Marriott uh, from Riyadh uh was to be here about two three years learn how to be a director of food and beverage in america for an american hotel and then go back to the middle east probably like egypt or somewhere and uh, that didn't work out because one week after me when i started at the mayor of essex house a young lady started working there she just graduated from the culinary institute of america and she's uh, one week after me and uh, now we've been married 27 years that's the one who just called me that I have to pick them up in the airport <laughs> in about an hour <laughs>
1: it, it is time, I know you no, 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 oh,
0: no, they, they, no, they, they, they delayed so that's... Uh, oh, we're okay, uh, alright you, stu- you stuck with me
1: Okay, <laughs> well, me, you know, we let don't let want me. to trounce on your time here What about in hotel? Is Christmas time a, a fun time to work in a hotel or is it a, a lot of work?
0: <laughs> well, if you work in, in, let's imagine you work in a ski resort, mm-hmm. like I, I did, uh, uh, I, I worked in a ski resort, for example, in the Alps, and it's a very busy time because obviously it's over the, the Christmas, so the Christmas season is your high season, uh, so there you get very busy. Uh, now, imagine that you work in, a, in New York City uh, or Los Angeles, there's going to be very little to do uh, at Christmas now on the other hand like talking about southern california if you if you are on the coast let's say uh, uh the ritz carlton the san regis or pelican hills or all those resorts uh christmas season is a big big deal because they they uh they always have uh, theme evenings and afternoons and high teas and and family and kids and and center reading and uh like uh the the los coronado here where my my wife works uh they have uh uh dr seuss uh, uh, other grinch stole christmas mm-hmm. and uh, i mean they or at least they had that for about 10 years dr seuss uh lived in la jolla which is uh, san diego and uh, and his wife and and son uh carried the tradition you know with the the the, the old Dr. Seuss and today but uh, they came to the hotel and they had the, the my daughter actually was part of the, the production one year and uh, so they read and uh, there was a lot of fun yeah o- hotels de- depending on the type of hotel you you, you work right let, let's imagine that you are expatriate in I don't know Middle East or, or Asia are uh, you going to do something special at christmas in the in the feel in the menus in everything you do because you have a lot of people that m- probably first of all are expatriate or people who are staying in the hotel uh, maybe by tr- when I we all have a choice but maybe they they are stationed let's say in hong kong mm-hmm. and they, they live at the peninsula hotel for example and and there's going to be some Christmas tradition being being uh, carried uh, because of guests being in that hotel first of all it gives an opportunity to 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 promote uh, Christmas and Christmas uh, uh, dinners or, or festivities to bring customers to your hotel but also people who are staying in your hotel that that men may, may not want that evening to wander or go in some other place in town may decide to be to stay in the hotel and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and celebrate at the hotel yeah. so you
1: have to give them some reason to want to stay and celebrate we talked a little bit about the South Seas before uh, we, we switched on to the air talk about the different kinds of Christmas celebrations in the South Seas
0: well course well, uh, the, the two years I spent in Tahiti, uh, we we did a lot with uh, with Christmas, because and also with New Year's first to bring uh, uh, local customers to our hotel, uh, but also for for the, the, the guests we had we had a lot of uh, guests from the U.S. and uh, and. Not because you happen to be in Tahiti that you going to forgo celebra- celebrating Christmas so we were really doing uh, putting a lot forward you know to a lot of effort to make it very uh, special mm-hmm. uh, now with the, the staff and uh, uh, Christmas is a very very big uh, celebration in, in in Tahiti again because of all the uh, in, that, in the small island, there, there's so many uh, different religions represented, uh, and uh, I, the, 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 the Christmas tree that uh, probably were brought in, flew, flown in from maybe New Zealand or somewhere, uh, but that was, I remember always having in the lobby of our hotel a Christmas tree, uh, probably even in, in our employee housing, I'm sure we were buying one. But again, it, we also decorated the lobby, and, uh, and uh, the palm trees, and, 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 and uh, the lights, mm-hmm. and, and so, so... it was uh, a real celebration. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes I missed
1: a, go ahead. I interrupted you. No, no, no. I missed an opportunity earlier, because you mentioned specifically Christmas and New Year's in France. Would you talk a little bit about the New Year's celebrations?
0: Yeah, New, Year, New Year's is either going to restaurant <coughs> where they do what is called the réveillon, which is the, the you have the réveillon de Noël and réveillon de Nouvel An. So a réveillon is basically uh, celebrating at midnight-ish. That, that's mm-hmm. the idea, or the late. Uh, but the, the, the New Year's is really a very big thing. Is it's a if you do it home, you, you always have a very special dinner and uh, good food and good wine and champagne for midnight, of course. And if you do it in a, in a restaurant, uh, same thing, you will have a special menu. Uh, and at midnight, you know, you have the confetti and, uh, and the hats and all that stuff and the dancing. Uh, I, I, I remember being in a, a restaurant, same thing in a Beaujolais one year with. Uh, uh my parents and don't tell my wife that I was not <laughs> sure because that's 35 or 40 years ago so <laughs> okay uh, but I, I remember one of the 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 dish was a very small instead of having a lot of things coming at once, they, they serve a lot of plates you know one after the other uh-huh. and i remember a small plate of uh, a creamed morels you know, the, more mushroom, the morel mushroom, the black mushroom. Oh, there, yes, yes, yes. With a cream sauce. Oh, it was, to this day, I remember the plate. I remember the morels. I, I, I remember like it was yesterday.
1: What was there that was so special
0: about it? Well, the morel is probably one of the best mushrooms there, there is, I think. I, I actually prefer morels to truffle. Ooh. Uh, you have a few when you write a menu mushroom is one of those uh, uh, special words like cream like butter, mushroom but then if you say forest mushroom or, or, or or uh, wild mushroom, you know, it, it added that little adjective to make them very special. Uh-huh. And you have the, the chanterelles, you know, the yellow, uh, the Giro chanterelle is more or less the, the uh, same family, and, uh, and 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 also the morels. And uh, the the great way to to prepare them is uh, you basically uh, dye some cha- shallot and uh render your shallots uh, with butter but very not too hot because you don't want them to brown and you just beca- get them translucent then you put your your uh, your uh, morels and going to toss your pan a few times uh and and cover them so they and cover sweet so stews and the the some of the, the the liquid is going to come out and then you can add you know either some broth or some white wine and uh, but uh, and then later on you cream them. But the morel mushroom is fantastic. It's it's definitely uh, goes well with like uh, with uh, cream chicken chicken with cream and. Uh, but I remember that dish that little plate and uh, it was really fantastic. It
1: was super. Are you able to get morel mushrooms in the states?
0: Um, to fresh Morel you they, they, you get some from like Oregon. Uh, uh, whole food, will have them. Will cost you a one-week salary. Uh, <laughs> okay. But, well, actually, the uh, 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 more affordable way of having moils, uh, every super, a lot of supermarket will have them dry, and uh, you basically rehydrate a lot of the the, the porcini, the the the, the moils, the, the chanterelles. You, you buy them dry and you rehydrate them, and, uh, and they are very, very good. Uh, obviously, having something fresh is great, but uh, any time you're going to buy a, a good quality dry moil, you're going to get a great dish. A
1: great dish. And that was a New Year's Eve treat. Yes. Is yes. that a traditional treat, or was this something special?
0: Uh, it was in that place. Uh, but um, morel, morel mushroom is, uh, is, a, is a it's a big treat. Like foie gras is a big treat. Uh, again, oysters uh, uh, like roasted tenderloin of beef. The whole tenderloin is a uh, saddle of veal. You know, you take a whole. Uh, like a crown of veal basically you take a whole uh, Im- imagine like a, like a prime rib uh-huh. where you clean uh, you you French the bone meaning you clean the top of the bone sure. and uh, uh, but imagine that in uh, a veal and basically you crack it back to make a crown okay and that that's a crown of uh, veal and uh, it's really delicious you cook that in the oven and uh, and sometimes you can put inside that crown. You can put some, you know, potatoes or whatever you put for the for the look. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a very uh, Christmassy or, or special uh, special dish. But my mother also was telling, reminding me this mother uh, this morning of pigeon, quail. It, it, again, it depends where you are and. Uh, I don't think that in New York you would want to do pigeons because.
1: in <laughs> New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't hang around in all the right places.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's funny. Now uh, you talked earlier about yellow cherries. What was the name you used? Began with an name? Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Yes. Yeah. I saw them in the supermarket about a week ago, and it was the first time I had ever seen yellow cherries. And I walked <laughs> uh-huh. past, and I thought. Who in heaven's
0: name would eat yellow cherries? Well, no, but you have yellow cherries, but mirabelle is not the yellow cherry. It
1: is not a yellow uh, cherry. No, okay.
0: it's, it's a completely different animal, yeah. Oh,
1: I'm so glad because I walked past it, and I don't think that they've got them anymore.
0: You, you know, the, the, the closest you probably can find them is maybe not the other. But you know when you go to places like Cost Plus? Uh-huh. They 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 always have a lot of uh, imported uh, jam and crackers and and, and chocolate and cookies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm pr- I'm, uh, if if I were looking for some Mirabelle jam, that's probably where I would look.
1: Okay.
0: And but it's very it's it really very special. The, the Mirabelle tart, like a, imagine like a cherry tart, but. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, but not not the not like an apple pie, you know, filled like like we do here. I'm talking about the more like the the, the, the flat tart where you're going to have maybe the bottom with some uh, uh, pastry cream and then you have your cherries, uh, like one layer of cherries. Uh-huh. Uh, but with Mirabelle, uh, it's really fantastic. It's uh, it it's very different. It it, uh, it doesn't have it doesn't have the the the. Acid acidity or or, or tanginess of the cherry, it's a fruit by itself. It's it's very special.
1: So they call it a cherry, but it's not really a
0: cherry. You called it a cherry. I was just trying to explain to you guys.
1: I'm sorry. I... tomatoes and yeah yeah. if you had an opportunity this year to go back to france for a new year's eve celebration what would you find there and what would you choose to do
0: Uh, uh, (laughs) i'm going to sound silly i don't know and So many years we celebrated New Year's Eve in a hotel either where we worked or later on in management part of of the celebration even if I didn't work the party but being there uh, I've been invited to a lot of the local hotels when they for their Christmas the New Year's Eve uh, celebration and and I I don't really enjoy it anymore there's something I I really enjoy being home with uh, friends, family. Um, I I love to cook special for my friends. Ah,
1: really? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: I'm I'm giving the opportunity of uh, going to a restaurant or cooking home, uh, even if I'm the one doing all the work, definitely.
1: You, You would do home. All right, for this year, on New Year's Eve, here in the States, in your home in California, what are you going to cook
0: for home? Uh, I think this year we, we don't, uh, we're not going to have much going on. For, uh, most of our friends uh, are more uh, Jill, my wife's friend. I mean, they're my friend, they like me too, I guess. But <laughs> they, they, she's probably the, the, the one more uh, social than, 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 than I am but just this year a uh, uh, best friend, general manager of the hotel, she works at, uh, they've been friends for 15 years, they worked 15 years together, just accepted a new position in, uh, in Santa Barbara, so that's the first year that she's gone and her family is gone. And another other friend that worked with her also in that same hotel is joining her and her family, so all of a sudden, the, those three families that uh, kind of our kids grew up together for the past 15 years two of those families are gone oh my so it's uh, it's, it's very different even Christmas Eve we usually have 25 people and uh, and uh, I'm not sure if, how many people we're we going to have this year and same thing with uh, with New Year's Eve I'm sure we'll be invited in some hotel but i it's what it, what it is is imagine it's like dancing <clears throat> some people love to dance some other people don't really care about it and i remember being a bartender uh, working in uh, in germany for example and being uh, like in 18 or something and running the nightclub bar. It was a very busy nightclub bar, the Sheraton Hotel, and where we have bands and stuff like that. And, and, and when, being 18 or being a teenager in, 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 in that era, uh, the, the, the people that, that my stars were more like the Rolling Stones and the, <clears throat> Rod Stewart and people like that, much more than the, the disco and all that stuff so being in a nightclub there was a lot of disco uh, song and 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 you are above that you know you 18 i mean you know better and i remember i remember with a friend of mine same same age we were both young men from france and working that hotel and when when it's two o'clock in the morning and the dance floor is crowded and they playing i don't know some some disco stuff We would, you know, um, close our ears, you know, uh, with our fingers. Mm -hmm. So basically you don't have the music, but you have those people moving. And it looks like, I I don't want to be like that. Yes, yes,
1: without (laughs) music it really does look like
0: silliness. And and, uh, and so I've never been a big dancer. Uh, And and the Christmas Eve parties and all that is basically eating uh, banquet food.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: having to dance most of the time with a bunch of people i don't know <laughs> uh-huh. so i like to be home
1: being home with family and doing what you like rather than what other people have established as the, as the night
0: you know, your
1: thing yeah it's
0: probably I also like having done that so many years
1: uh-huh.
0: and uh uh same thing with 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 restaurant and i know both my wife and i we we um our friends say it's not fun to go restaurant with us because we're very picky (laughs) Uh, and uh my mother-in-law says the same thing but she's picky anyway uh but we we really prefer or i prefer cook for for my friend home and uh, I, i think when i mean obviously restaurant is fantastic that's my business but you are still at the mercy of the evening. You are at the mercy of uh, is the restaurant having a good evening? Is uh, yes. The waiter today or the young lady who takes care of your table uh, you are still at the mercy of the mood of the evening? You are still at the mercy of is it a busy night? Is it not a busy night? Uh-huh. Did they run out of this? Did they run out of that? Uh, is, is, you have no control. Yeah, yeah. and uh, And and uh, maybe because I enjoy the the, uh, not having to cook I mean I I love to to run restaurant and stuff like that there's no question about it but I I really enjoy cooking for friends or with friends Uh, I really enjoy for example if let's say uh, someone Oh, we have dinner and uh, or even if I go to to, we go to people I'm usually the one cooking for everybody and uh, and what I really enjoy is actually if we put the menu together, and, and maybe some of the kids or maybe um, the friends want to participate and cooking together, and I think this is the, the, this is a uh, this is a lot of fun.
1: So you you prepare the meals together?
0: Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm I'm doing a, a charity uh, dinner. Uh, sometime in January uh, my, my uh, oldest daughter has Down Syndrome and uh, so I'm involved with the Down Syndrome Association and uh, as an auction item for fundraiser we, uh, we put a, a, a dinner you know, that I would cook and uh, so we did that uh, last year and we raised only $800 that was the first year and this year we raised actually $2,200. I better do something. <laughs> something spectacular. <laughs> yeah, and so I was. I was. What? what the first year we did uh, basically a gourmet dinner for six, and I went yes. to the people home and cooked it for them. Uh, but this year, what I offered was either a gourmet dinner uh, for six or a pizza or a barbecue party for 12 Mm -hmm. uh, and and doing everything either around their barbecue uh, in the the patio or pizza oven if they have one. And uh, so I think I'm doing something in uh, mid-January for probably, they they have a few more people, so maybe there will be 18 people, and they want to do something more outside, uh, barbecue-ish, and um, and spending time and asking who the, the their, their guests were, they, they the neighbors, they part of the same church, or and I offered, I said, you know, if you want, what will be a lot of fun. I mean, you, are, I'm used for the whole day anyway, so don't worry about. It. But I say what will be a lot of fun if some of your friend wants is To instead of coming at six or whenever you want to have the dinner uh, Have them coming at two o'clock and what I can do is a lot of the things that we serve at dinner is work on uh, work together Uh, Like I mentioned earlier the the Mediterranean baba ganoush for example that eggplant uh, dip Mm -hmm. uh, You can you know, bake your eggplant, you know, uh, in the oven, but you also can bake them on a grill. Uh, The ratatouille I mentioned earlier, you can either saute your vegetable one by one on on olive oil and then mix them, and then add your tomato, or you can actually grill those vegetables and then chop them and then use that as a ratatouille. So instead of being just a ratatouille sauteed, you can have a grilled ratatouille. So I was offering them to, instead of just serving dinner, if you have some people interested, I can also spend a few hours, and we can do things together. Part of the cooking, part of maybe uh, cocktail making cocktails. I uh-huh. uh, have many years of bartending, so I said it would be fun to to do some, you know, something different. Uh, yeah, old cocktail like the. I mean, when is the last time you heard about a sidecar or a grasshopper or pink uh-huh. lady or or gin fizz? uh if you ask uh, for a gin feast today uh, the young lady the young man with the ponytail is looking at you funny and saying, what is that
1: <laughs> yes, the party's in the next room
0: sir yeah I, I, I don't have a ponytail but i know how to make a gin feast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny did they did they accept to are they going to do this
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. i love this so did, did, did I'm, I'm overstaying my welcome here we've kept you forever um in France did people come together and prepare meals as a
0: group? I would say probably the younger generation yes but I don't think for older generation because I think in France people are very protective
1: ah, okay.
0: about your kitchen uh-huh. uh, I, I don't really see someone I mean maybe if they are sisters maybe if they are childhood friend or or something but otherwise uh, I think this is my kitchen <laughs> and, uh, yes. Yeah. I, d- I, d- I don't really see p- uh, that's a good question I, I never really thought too much about it
1: uh-huh.
0: there's a there's a story I mean it, it's not a French story but it could be any any story is the the the, that young lady newly wed and for the first time she does uh, uh, not Thanksgiving but she does a, a, a dinner maybe let's, let's say Christmas for example and she does a, a, a leg of lamb and so she gets a nice leg of lamb you know from the butcher and she cuts the top the, the bone like the first four inches and she 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 either had the butcher cut it or whatever so uh, a new husband say why are you do- doing that say, oh that's the way my mother always been do- uh, uh, cooking the rack of lamb uh, roasting always she takes that part uh, out uh, okay okay so every year they make that uh, leg of lamb and every year she does that and ten years later for the first time her mother is at that dinner and so she does the same thing and the mother says why are you doing that why are you taking that part of the lamb and she said well that's how you taught me that's what you were, you did all your life and say oh yeah i was doing that because my dish was too small
1: <laughs> so, no matter what it was it got passed down from generation yeah. to generation but i understand the proprietary part you know people develop their own family recipes and they're, they're very protective of it even today
0: yeah well for me it's a bit different i i cook make the mess and then they clean ah, and i okay. sit outside with the guys all well,
1: right well, some of the
0: guys have to do the dishes too
1: it, it sounds fair <laughs> <laughs> it sounds fair to me marcia i have finished my questions by the way for our listeners we're talking with marciel brignet from um I, th- I have vista here but it's actually the san diego area in california and we've been talking about traditions, holiday traditions in France where he was born and grew up. So I have reached the end of my questions which means my final query to you is what should I have asked you that I didn't?
0: Nothing comes to mind. Uh, When I'm sitting I have a, uh, a big clock looking at me saying five past five. So my question for myself, nice, I can either continue speaking about France and then I will spend Christmas by myself <laughs> because I need to go to the airport pick up my family. So I can either say goodbye <laughs> and then I will have, you know, people to spend Christmas with or I'll stay and continue talking and then... And I think I've been summoned.
1: That <laughs> is our signal to say good night and, um, Thank you so much for spending so much time with us. My pleasure. Thank I, you. I had no intention of overstaying our welcome like this, but I'm so delighted that you did this for us.
0: Well, thank you very much for thinking of, of me. That, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you thought of that. And well done. thank you. Nice meeting you. Nice so meeting you. And Patricia will continue bringing the world of uh, pizza <laughs> to the rest of the world. Of the world. That's right. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very, very, very good. much. Merry Christmas, Martial. Merry Christmas.
1: Thank you again. Okay.
0: Merry Christmas.
1: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.